Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast. And that voice you're hearing sitting all the way across in his house, he is Matt, and I am Jeff. Give it up for my brother, Alan. Welcome to the Brocast. Tom, how are you? Bro, uh, we had a bit of a talk off mic. I'm really tired, man. Uh, I've had a very busy day and night, and we're actually recording an hour or two later than what we usually do, so I'm kind of really excited to get into this show, but also happy to be with you once again. Good, 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 good. Good to hear you're traveling well. It's a shame that you're a bit tired, but hey, them, that's life, as Frankie Sinatra said one time. And would you like to let people know what episode number we're up to, Al? That's right, guys. We've hit a milestone. Yes, we a couple of episodes ago, we hit 30. Then we hit 35. And then we hit 40. Then we hit 60. No, well, sorry, we hit 50. Then we hit 60. Now it is the inaugural broadcast episode 69. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a 69 song I could insert, but I don't think there is one. Um, there probably is, but it's probably not. Oh, well, you know what? If you could, if you could find something, we just put Booyaka, Booyaka, 619, yeah. Oh, I, could, I, I, could, I could sing a song for us. Oh, God. Yep, go but for it. 69, we just reached 69, like that or something with a techno beat. But... That's creepy as. It sounds like something you would hear at a, uh, like a club. For men. <laughs> hey, listen, that's yeah. 69. That's that new fella. Yeah, but, but it would be done in Deutschland. It would be done in German. Und 69. <laughs> und 69. <laughs> 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 Suddenly oh. you just walk into a toilet and there's a lot of action going on. <laughs> and me hanging out with Alex Wright in Berlin and, you know, AWOL. What's up, guys? How you going? How you going, fellas? Yeah, very good, yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, very good. Broadcast. Piece of shit show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, 69 episodes. You've been saying that since the first one, and I think we're getting better with age, Al, I reckon. 
now we're getting shitter with age guys no i think our best is yet to come i think covid has definitely stopped us up around not being able to uh record our usual way with our singstar microphones and having to use the online platforms of skype and zoom to record but i think uh this year has been a challenge but we've also delivered quite a lot this year guys from what i think we're up to wrestling companion number what number here number 46 was what we started last week which was our part two part one of tna so we've done 46 wrestling companions guys we've gone back and watched the vault of the world wrestling federation the wwe wcw ecw tna and now we're actually uh, what going to be continuing something that we actually uh, started last week but before we actually kick into that part of the show i actually want to give a shout out to a great podcast that we highly recommend that you guys check out interruption in progress now hijacking into ans 2.0 immersion rig now simulating the amazing nerd show featuring comics <laughs> and batman's like you're safe here and everything but the joker also pulls out a gun and shoots himself movies people fight with lightsabers what the hell do you want i mean you're every i mean in every one of these movies there's a lightsaber battle yeah no problem i'm, I'm gonna rewatch it a million times yeah i'm just saying <laughs> Give me something more. Wrestling. That would be awesome. Oh my god. Just a monster. <laughs> Fans would be like, holy, what the hell's going on? What happened to Jericho? Horror. It starts off like any other like home invasion type of story, and then it just goes crazy. And more. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Dan. And we are the Amazing Nerd Show. Make sure to download us on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right, guys, we are back. And Alan, uh, would you like to uh, tell people what we're doing right now? All right, guys, we are going back to the TNA Impact Plus app, either on your iPhones, on your iPads, on your Samsung tablets, your choice. Or you can even have it on the PlayStation, or I believe it might be even on YouTube for free. So here we go. You're going to go over to, we are doing Turning Point 2008. And we did the first half of the show last week, and now we're doing the second half of this show this week. And everyone, we should all have your clocks up to an hour and 22.25. Tom, are you ready to hit play? Bro, I am ready. Let's do it. All right, everyone, let's hit play in five, a four, a three, a two, a one. And we've got Charmel, Booker T, and Jeremy bought us with some sushi on the table there, Al. Oh, yes. Look at that Legends Championship, the Booker T. Look at Very the title. good championship. Do you know anything about the Legends title, Al? Oh, I've got you here now. Uh, from what you've told me, that's about it. You've only told me bits and pieces that um, it was a it was a belt just given to the sort of the Legends. Of yeah, well, it was actually well, it was given to Booker T. So Booker T actually spoke on his podcast a couple of months ago where someone said, oh, what, how did the Legends belt work for you when you got into TNA? And he said, well, literally, they just said, hey, we want to design a belt up and we actually want to give it to you. And yeah, we want you to be the representative. And he kind of felt like, well, it was more like, so well, here's the way I can't leave now because I'm a champion. So I've got to actually stay here because I've got a belt to defend. Is, um, the, is the Legends Championship still in uh, impact today? No, it actually went through a number of uh, changes. It's actually had about four different names. 
Um, it went from becoming the Legends Championship, which was like that for a, a number of years, and then it ended up becoming the TNA Global Championship. And that's when Eric Young won the championship, who was a heel, who was running a group called World Elite, which was okay. like, you know, it had a lot of international stars. And since it was a World Elite group and he won the Legends belt, he christened it the Global Championship going forward. Okay. And then when it was deactivated, it was then brought back as the TNA King of the Mountain Championship. King of the Mountain. Okay. So that crazy-ass match known as King of the Mountain was gifted a title. Yeah, so what they did, I think it was the Slammiversary show that Jeff Jarrett had returned as, and they did a King of the Mountain match for the vacant TNA King of the Mountain Championship. And who do you think would have won it, Elf? Who do you reckon? Uh, Who who wins King of the Mountains, Elf? Uh, Jared, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, I can't remember, but I, I'm assuming that my daddy runs the company and I run the company. That means give me all the title bales. Spend my day working hard on the go. You are correct. It was Jeff Jarrett. Um, so I've just got up the notes here. So technically the belt actually wasn't an official TNA championship because, again, it was just given to Booker T. And I think after, when he did lose the belt in, I think it was mid-2009 to AJ Styles, it then became an official championship. And then after that, that was when AJ Styles became the Grand Slam champion, because at that point, that means that he'd won both the TNA and NWA World Championship, the X Division Championship, both the NWA and TNA Tag Titles, and then the Legends Championship. So literally, he won all the belts in TNA. Jesus. Crazy. So, so by who, the end, uh, yes, yeah, No, no, you keep going. Sorry, I'm just looking at the legends list. Well, what you didn't see in the opening promo. So with the feud is AJ. Oh no, um, Christian Cage wasn't going to be with the Mafia. He didn't agree with what the Mafia are doing. So Booker T said, "Well, you know, we can have a matchup, you and I. But here's the stipulation: I'll put up the Legends Championship, but if I beat you to retain the championship, you join the main event Mafia." I'm listening to Booker T's song. It's it sounds a lot like his WWE song. Yeah, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually have been checking out the Impact Plus a lot recently over the last few months, and I don't yes. know if it's just me, but I've noticed a lot of talent who are either in WWE now or may have been released in the cuts earlier this year. A lot of the songs that we hear on Impact Plus sound like the WWE theme. So well, I don't so, know if there's some partnership, or as you've yeah. been saying for a while, you yep. think there is a partnership. I I believe that the, the TNA or Impact is being funded by the WWE, just like ECW was also um, um, was funded by the WWE, ECW was. I'm oh, sorry, I was distracted by Booker T because Shamel stepped on his, uh, his cape. Yeah, <laughs> he was laughing he, at him. And he nearly went over, arse over tea kettle on that one. That would have been yep. hilarious to see. Move back, Dale. Just step back a bit. Yeah, uh, excuse me, darling. You are sitting, you are standing on my cape. Did you check out the, the young fella there, all dressed like Booker T with a finger up in the air on the left-hand side of the screen? The camera does cut to him. He's doing the big eyes, got the little pinky finger out. Look at him down the bottom there. Watch the camera yeah, all pan to him. And there's oh, Booker T's symbol that he's got there, which is his hand gesture, which I don't know what it means, but... um, uh, In Auslan down here in Australia, in sign language, it means W. Does it? Yes. 
I was just ah. wondering when he came out to the ring, he was doing the symbol, and then Christian's doing his CC symbol. I just saw that. Yeah, which is the reverse hand, what C on one side and then the C backwards on the other hand, which is yeah. only what he did in TNA. It's what he brought across there. He never did it in WWE. So. Well, he wasn't known as Christian Cage. He was just known as creepy little bastard Christian. It is weird seeing Christian without wearing a, you know, his, his attire, which is like that big C he used to wear on his chest when he was in yes. TNA at the beginning. He doesn't wear it here. He still does the sort of the looking out to the fans with the, uh, and then his hands around the, he's like, I'm wearing a championship belt, but it's invisible. Can you guys see it? Yes, he used to talk about that. He, he, would, he would be in non-title matches where a belt wasn't on the line and still do the, yeah. the belt symbol. Yeah. <laughs> what the F you doing, dude? But again, he's in character. He's in character. So I would actually consider these four matches that we're about to cover, guys. This is the main event matches. So previously, yeah. if you checked out part one, guys, we covered the 10-man X Division elimination ranking, which was won by Eric Young. Uh, the, yeah, the tag team matchup with Roxy and Taylor Wilde to defend Awesome Kong and Raisha Saeed with Raka Khan. Filler. We had Rhino take on Sheikh Abul Bashir with the, uh, what was it? Was it GCW were there? Filler. And we had the great main event, or I would say main event of our part one, which was Beer Money successfully defending the TNA tag belts against the Motor City Machine Guns. That was not a filler. That was a fantastic match. Really well done. And now these guys had some time at WWE, didn't they, as uh, some of their – for the Intercontinental Championship, didn't they? Yeah, they're around the 2003 year. So when Christian actually returned, and this was back when they had Raw and SmackDown as separate brands, and the actual IC Championship was reactivated by Stone Cold Steve Austin after Bischoff merged all the belts in 2002, which led to Triple H winning everything. But then when Austin came back as the co-GM at Judgment Day 03, actually brought back the IC Championship and did a Battle Royal, and Christian won that Battle Royal um, to win the championship. And that also marked the time where he cut his hair short on the next uh, um, Raw show. Excellent. And then they had a feud here. I think it was Bad Blood 03 and a range of different matches. But at and that had... time, Booker T was the face and Christian was the heel. Correct. And if you have a look uh, behind Charmel, you'd actually see that the J- JWO is actually oh, they're gone. gone. Yeah. They're, they're gone. I was going to say, what is a juggalo? Uh, they left. And that's what happened. Did you like the song last week there, 2L? I actually went back and listened to it on iTunes. Uh, sorry, not iTunes, sorry, on Spotify. Yet again, uh, went down a little bit of memory lane and then listened to a few other uh, ICP songs. And it's one of my favorite ly- lyrics to an ICP song is, uh, gonna, sorry for the swear, fucking magnets, how do they work? <laughs> I just couldn't get over the line last week. He can put a weave in his nut hair. I'm like, What? <laughs> What, what is, is a juggalo? What is a maniac? Oh, you man. Stabbed your mama through a coffee table. Jesus, mate. Yep. Some good shit right there. Very good. Very good. So have you checked in any wrestling this week, Al? Checked out AEW at all or uh, NXT, Raw, SmackDown? I watched a little bit of AEW the other night. I saw the great debate. Between Chris, uh, sorry, between Chris Jericho and um, Orange Cassidy. Yep. And the re- returning of the very good-looking uh, Dilf of uh, Eric Bischoff on TV. Yeah, first time on TNT in what nearly twenty years or more. 
as Tony Schiavone said the same thing. Um, but it, I saw a lot of people, a lot of uh, lady wrestlers, especially Freya Jackson, said, uh, when did Eric Bischoff become a DILF? <laughs> and uh, I was like, my God. I mean, I listened to him weekly when he's on there with Conrad with 83 weeks. But again, you and I saw him almost a year ago, or maybe two years ago, and he came out with, you know, he, he got he generated so much heat when he walked into the actual hall that we were watching him that he was actually performing in and asking questions. Uh, he did so well that night. Um, yeah, because he wore an actual jersey, guys, of one of our yes. uh, Melbourne-based football teams, so Aussie Rules football team jerseys, and it's a team that isn't really popular with the general public. Oh, oh it's and, popular. Uh, it's popular yeah. with hillbillies. Yeah, people, people with no like, teeth. Yeah, people who like to sleep with their cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so good looking so he actually wore that jersey underneath his jacket so when he actually got on stage he said oh it's a little bit hot and he unzipped the jacket and there he was wearing the jersey and there was an eruption of, of both cheers and booze I would say when he did that yes but he did so well because that's how you generate heat definitely in the room and um, he, uh, I think it was about about six months ago he actually took a photo of himself on his ranch with the actual jersey on well, he still has it now. He has it over there in his uh, Wyoming, over in the States, which was very cool. I think he did a video or something about talking about 83 weeks. It was very, very cool. I'm so behind on 83 weeks. Like, I probably am about at least maybe two and a half months. Like, if we're August now, I'm probably at least late May, maybe early June. Same with, like, something to wrestle with. I'm trying to catch up, and I'm just... Everything's just so flat out, and I'm like, okay, I'm either just trying to find a way to listen to them, or just do what like I did with um, what happened when, and just just do a bulk, just sit down one night, headphone in one ear, game control in the other, and just and just read it out that way. So that's the one thing that's sort of getting me through, besides friends and family, uh, through this whole COVID nineteen lockdown part two for us, is podcasts. I've been listening to quite a lot of shows, and it's a lot of Conrad shows that he does. And eighty and and of course it's busted open as well too, um, and there's another podcast I like to listen to. There's a couple of fellas on the YouTube channel called The Goons. Um, they're not for everybody, but they're they're my type of humour. Uh, there are a couple of guys in their early twenties, late twenties, and they're just talking about life, and it's extremely not for the um, the faint-hearted. Just get ready to hear some language and some content, but there's some funny shit. Oh, nice super kick from Booker T. Do they have a Twitter? Is it just what G O O N S is their name? Because I'm just trying to jump That's on a, a Twitter, but I don't seem to see it. The Goons, the Goons podcast. Okay, I'll have a look here. There's a couple of guys. They're on. They're on Switch, and they're um. One fellow's name is Sniping Soup, and the other is the the Do. And the other is McNasty. And they also have their token black friend uh, as Grizzy. Where are they like, based? Aussie or this is American? American, Americana. They're Americana as. No, send me the link. I'm happy to you know, give them a shout, shout out and share their content. I was looking to do that. I, well, just the gentle heads up, guys. They are, they're not for everybody's cup of tea. Um, you think we're... We can be tame. They are not tame. They uh, they are relentless, and it's quite fun to do, to listen to. So, so you, you would say it's a, a parental guidance, <laughs> or not for listening of their children. Yeah. Well, I'm just listening to one of their twitters they just put up, 
another fellow who's part of it, who's friends with them, and this his this guy name is Ashdog underscore Anime Cock. Oh. That's all he put up on his Twitter. <laughs> anime Cock. Uh, no comment. Yep, I'm just reading what <laughs> I see. The Goons podcast. There we go. And I would even say too, like even with the current world that we're in, a lot of people are actually entering into podcasts now, like actually starting their own podcast. Yes. Um, because again, if you're if you're homebound and you're stuck and you have a passion for movies, games, music, people are starting their own podcasts. They're starting their own Twitch streams. You know, their own OnlyFans. Uh, everything. I'm even considered about doing that myself. Doing a Twitch. Uh, that too. <laughs> hey guys, name's Al. Had a big day at work. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'll keep it clean. I'm just. I'm not putting videos up of my only fans. I'll just do pictures. I'll get my missus to take photos. Of <laughs> I was going to say, who's taking the pictures? My missus will. Hey, she's going to be a prophet. She'll be my. Um, she'll be my pimp. Like a and sugar I'll, mama. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, she'll be my pimp, and I'll be her. You know. One of, you got that money for mama? Yes. Yes, mama. I have I could, that I could money see for you. you at the backyard of your house doing that with the spa, like just like coming out of the spa, going into the spa, leaning against the spa, at and the you, barbecue, turning the meat, you know. Yeah. And there would be, I would make thousands of dollars. I would you kind of, you're like, you're a combination of Tank Ebbett meets Lewis Guzman, I would say. I take that as a major, major compliment. <laughs> that is probably, I want that on the shirt. Part Tank Abbott, part Lewis Guzman. You got, U, you got UFC gloves on. Taking the bins out with my belly out. You got it, don't take the picture. No filter. No filter. I don't want any that. Uh, yeah, no filter. That's, I'm not, I don't do that shit. Alright, we're, we're going over a really good match here, guys, and we're just talking the shit, aren't we, as per usual? Well, one thing I was actually going to say about this match is that this actually was marked a pretty important thing, because this was actually Christian's final TNA match. Before um, he would... Actually return back to WWE. So, this is November of 2008. Uh, Christian's contract actually expired, I believe. I think it was either December or early January of 2009, and Christian always had a good relationship with Dixie Carter, which we've spoken about on the show before, and he ended up getting an offer from WWE to return, and he openly said to Dixie, look, I'm going to take that offer instead. Uh, WWE actually held off on him debuting until February, which was on ECW, and I think it was interrupting Jack Swagger when he was champion. Um and yeah, that would lead to him actually what winning the ECW championship, having a bit of a feud with what Tommy Dreamer and a range of ECW talent um, before actually finishing up his career. But I think he ended up having a finally winning the world heavyweight championship as well against Alberto Del Rio and Randy Orton, and had a number of great matches against Randy. So that's a sort of a, a forgotten time that was uh, really for me because I, when I think of Christian, I don't really see him as yeah. And it's sad to say that that dude who wins high price championship belts like I know him as an Intercontinental dude or maybe uh, back in the day he was light heavyweight but then other than that don't really see oh jeez well if you think about it he's technically almost a Grand Slam he is you know European champion cruiserweight IC world heavyweight you know tag team champion he's done a lot of things but you know he's kind of the forgotten brother in the edge of Christian team very much so very much oh, what's he doing this is the heel stuff he shouldn't do this that's what the hills do. Copying the... Uh, oh, no. Okay. Oh, well done. Well, the spin Rooney. 
yeah, it was like, Christian, don't do that, man. That's not your style. And my feed is playing up again. I don't know why it's doing it. Oh, okay. Well, it's not bad. It's just every few seconds, it just kind of goes, the spinning happens. So you got the spinning realm. <clears throat> uh, I think after you suggested that I actually sign up to this, I must say that it's actually working quite well with, for, no, um, good. Yeah, guys, guys, last week, I think you probably wouldn't be able to, uh, have figured it out, but we had quite a lot of tech issues that ended no, up. No, you actually like, did quite well, you did. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I don't, I don't know if you see this, but Christian is locking in a Texas clover leaf. Which with, he actually used to do in the WWF. When he was part of the brood, wasn't he? Yeah, when he was a um, light heavyweight with Grand Gal and Edge, yeah. Yes, yep. His with his long white Seinfeld style t-shirt. The puffy shirt. The good yeah. old puffy shirt. When they're hanging out with a uh, middle-aged vampire. Soon and it's still, in. it's still that thing that you have to bob your head when that music plays. I will crank that in the car and still bob my head to the Brood's music. Yes, that and Samoa Joe, definitely. Yeah. That type of style. My, uh, what is it, I was telling uh, oh. Melissa the other day, our six-year-old son has got a real passion right now for um, Shinsuke Nakamura. And he loves playing as him in 2K19 and singing nice. the song. And I hear him walking around the house singing the song and also doing the hand gesture and the lean against the rope look. So Now, are we talking about Shinsuke when he first entered into NXT or are we talking about his newest... So we're, talk, we're talking NXT time, yeah. Very good. You know what's next? You have to buy him a violin. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. And also Adam Cole, that's the newest thing. Is he, I'll hear him go, he'll say Adam Cole and then there'll be a pause. And then there's a bay bay a couple of seconds later. But I hear him from the other side of the yard. So, to oh, hang on, he got it. Yeah, he steals oh it. My, so he counters say. the roll up, grabs the rope, which means now, guys, Christian Cage is about to join the main event mafia. Jeez, didn't see that coming. Now the interesting thing about this is that now. <laughs> He actually, this is also during the time that he was talking about leaving. So it's like, okay, well, you've actually done all your booking dates. What's the plan? So actually on the next impact after this, when he was brought to the ring actually by the Man Event Mafia, this is Kurt Angle, you know, Book, uh, Booker T, Scott Steiner and Nash. The moment Cage got in there, they just took him out. Oh. Just bashed him up in the ring, all took turns, giving him a you know a finishing move. And that was a way to kind of injure him at, what? He took his pants off, spray painted his butthole, all that good jo- all that good stuff. What? M-E-M, yeah. Yeah. There was no O, thank goodness. <laughs> God damn it. That's the A one, one thing mafia. I will say is like going back and watching some of the old Nitro, the way Hogan was never good at spray painting. Hogan would always try and do a capital N and his W would be terrible and the O would have no space and it's like Hogan mate just 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 chill let, let, give it a haul give it to Nash give it a yeah, they know what they're doing they started it there we go and there's something I saw the other day on an old Nitro it was the uh, the big gold belt with red NWO on it and I'm trying to think when, I'm trying to think when did that happen I don't know if it was with if the wolf pack took the belt and they spray painted red but there was Hulk Hogan on the rampway with an NWO belt, but it was red spray paint, not black. And I have no memory of ever seeing that. Okay. Oh, we got... Is that Mason Ryan next to Abyss here? Uh, backstage for the interview? Yeah. Yes. So we've got Matt Morgan. Uh, Matt so Morgan, he was, sorry. Yeah. 
So Matt Morgan, what do you call him, Mason Ryan? Yeah, wasn't that his? Was it his name in WWE? No, no. Uh, Mason Ryan was the Batista version too that they brought to CM Punk's team, the new Nexus. That's right, him. Yeah, he was a big. Were, he was a British dude. Yeah, but he didn't talk much. No, he was part of the the new Nexus, which was CM Punk's leadership after Wade Barrett left the group. And he was, um, yeah, just a Batista-looking guy, but muscle-bound. I don't yes. think won any championships or went on to do anything major within WWE. But this is Matt Morgan. So Matt Morgan actually came into TNA as the bodyguard of Jim Cornette. You there, bro? Yeah, man, I'm here. You're right, you're dropping out. I, could hear, I, I had you there, but then I lost you. Okay, keep going, keep talking. No, I was just saying to you that, yeah, so Morgan came in as the Jim Cornette, who was the director of authority. He came in actually as his bodyguard. So it was a non-wrestler role, but if any heel wrestler wanted to get into an exchange with, you know, Jim Cornette, that's where he would jump in and be the one to intervene. So, okay. So you can see Abyss has, has had many different looks over time from what his outfit that he has on the screen, which is the white, almost like an inmate style suit. Um, he had, I was, you know, like, was going to ask, was he, is he, is, is he an escape convict? Is that the whole idea of, of the Abyss? Abyss has had a lot of different is stories. He's had lots of different mm-hmm. things over time. So like when he first brought in, he was just a monster here with no backstory. And then as the story with Sting progressed and there was the breakdown of, you know, what's his name, uh, Jim Mitchell, who was with Abyss, he claimed that he knew information about Abyss and the crimes that Abyss did, and if he doesn't come back to him, he'll tell everybody. So it ended up being unveiled that Abyss... Did he kill Undertaker and Kane's parents? <laughs> it was never officially announced, but he supposedly did, did, he, he, did, he did kill a man. Did he, did he kill Katie Vick? Did he kill Katie Vick and have sex with a dead body? I'm not confirming nor denying. Your silence is enough, Tom, right there in itself. Yeah, so he was sure. supposedly he killed a man in the storyline. That's what they said. In self-defense, or uh, I, I think they try to say it was either like, like he, he, I think it was his mother's partner or something like that, and then he served time, and then. Yeah, he had a range of different looks. But this time here, he was actually feuding against Kurt Angle. So they're talking about scars that he had on his back, and that's because at the most recent pay-per-view before this, which was Bound for Glory, which was the WrestleMania of TNA, he got a powerbomb off the rampway by the Dudley Boys, or Team 3D, through a flaming table. And when he hit the table, it didn't go out. So when he rolled off, he was still on fire. Oh, my God. And what they're saying is and that now even... he's walking around. Yeah. Yeah, no, no keep going. No, but what they were saying is great. that, you know, he said the thing about Kurt Angle is when Kurt Angle was fighting him a few weeks ago, he was punching him on those burn marks. So I was actually he was watching he was actually scratching him on yeah. the on the back. He's trying to open those scars yet again. No, I was just about to say now he's walking around out the back of uh was WWE headquarters at the floor at down in the suit because he, he's part of WWE now, isn't he? Yeah. So the character that he was doing was called Joseph Park, and this is where they kind of did yes. like a Kurt Angle Superman thing, where there was like 
that, you know, he's abyss by night, and then during the day he's Joseph Park, which is the good side of abyss. But the way they portrayed the storyline is, is that they actually are not the same person, but they were never shown at the same time together. Uh, they should have done. They should have split the screen down and have one of those split screens like they did back in the old days. Well, the half screen. <laughs> they should have done just like they did like in the old fifties and sixties and seventies shows from back in the day. Kurt Angle so, looks amazing here. He does. This is probably the most leanest that he's been in all the times that I've seen him. He actually looks like when he first joined WWF, uh, sorry, WWF back in the Survivor Series when he, he had his match against Meat. Yeah, Sean Stasiak, a follower, follower of the broadcast on Twitter. Still blows my mind that, that we have the, the Meat, Sean Stasiak, the chiropractor, follows our butts so cool well talking about followers I actually went on to our what is it Twitter a couple of days ago just to do a bit of a check and a bit of housekeeping to see so many followers and check out these followers we've got right so we've got you know Sean Stasiak we've got Super Crazy we've got Mikey Whitbrook we've got uh, the Brooklyn Brawler we've got Just Incredible yes we've got got Vicky Guerrero yes and I'm trying to to get what is that Sergeant Slaughter I'm on him why Sarge? Why of all people? I just think it would be cool just to have him on there. And it seems like another other wrestling podcasts are also getting the follow. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try and have a, a DM conversation. That'd be wicked. We have, uh, we also have Vince because he follows the broadcast yeah, and he also follows me, which is very good. So this is a full, full count anywhere match, is it? Yeah, so this is a really good matchup. This is one that Abyss has said, I think I've said it on the show before, that he was interviewed by TNA doing a retrospective a couple of years ago, and he said this is in his personal top five favorite matches of all time. Um, it, it really shows how both guys are so different, but they work so well together. It's kind of like when Taker and Kurt would work together. A clash of styles, yes. but they work. And Abyss is that combination of what Taker, Kane, and Mankind all rolled into one, I would say. He definitely is, yes. He's copied out like bits and pieces. Like He's quite huge like Kane. He's got the sort of menacing of the Undertaker, and he's got the, the mask. is very much like the, um, the old Mankind mask that he had when he first started becoming the deranged Mankind from back in the day. And even that, too, like, he's had so many mask changes over the years. Like, he had one when he joined, what was the name of the group? It was a group that was feuding with the Broken Hardies. And he fallen just had, his hair would go over his eyes, but his entire face was painted almost like a road warrior. But it was all, like, smudged up and, like, melting down his face. And he, had, he took his, his top teeth out, so all he had was teeth down the bottom. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Man, that's getting, that's, that's getting into your character, wasn't it? that like Jim Mitchell's team like the Apocalypse or the, the dude it was kind of similar but it had a guy called Crazy, Crazy Steve um, and also Rosemary which okay. was another crazy style gimmick and they were going after the Hardy Boys when they first started doing Broken Matt Hart, or Broken Matt and Jeff awesome which would be Very good to cool. cover one day on this show if you would like to cover some of that era because there's some great stuff there when they first started doing the cinematic oh, yeah, matches that- as well um, 
I only saw some of it. The only stuff I really saw was when our, in our group chats, you know, when we first started doing our group chat together, and we opened up a, our own wrestling chat and then watching it all together. And, and we even talked about it on your Mr. MMA podcast where I went to you and um, Julian and asked what happened to Matt Hardy, what broke what broke Matt Hardy, what made him broken Matt Hardy. And, well, uh, I was going to say to you, if you have some time and you, if yeah, you're going to keep it. your membership for another month, they've actually yes. got the whole broken saga actually on the TNA channel, which actually shows you how it all started. It shows you, you know, the, the breakdown of the Hardy Boys, the formation of Matt, how Matt went after Jeff, how EC3 got involved, how they came yes. back together, how, the, how they went against other tag teams, and how they travelled outside TNA to try and win belts from different promotions. Excellent. Which is the first Very time cool. how the Hardy Boys met the Young Bucks, which was around that time period too, when they won the Ring of Honor tag belts. Very awesome. Oh. Kurt Angle's now out in the and Slick Johnson is following him behind. Uh, where are you the, on your clock, just for people syncing up, Al? I am at the 1 hour 52.30... Oh, 1 hour 52.45. Cool. Uh, this is menacing, just following Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle with punches across the head. And probably the last time we saw a good hardcore war with Kurt Angle was our Oh My God episode one, season one, which was Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon. Unbelievable, that match. Just unbelievable. And to actually showing, like, glass in the uh, in the WWE, because you normally would see that on, like, indie shows, like extreme indie shows, pardon me. I would have loved to have figured out how they come up with that plan, though. Like, let's... Okay, this feud is really intense. It's We're going to have some, you know... It's going to be a pinfall in the ring. It's a straight fight. But what can we do to be different? You know, we can use tables. We can use ladders. We can use chairs. But how do we mix it up? And then for someone to say, let's use glass. It's like, what? Like, alrighty let's try it. This is, this is not like a old-school movie from back in the day where they actually you know the main villain is going to get cut up by glass or something or something like that you know with a Bruce Willis movie or, or you know it's something extreme like that but yeah glass and wrestling does not mix don't do that but uh, an unbelievable match between Kurt Angle and uh, oh god he's going to throw him over careful oh, oh careful you I feel they, like some of the most hardcore the, the match- matches oh yeah say it again and continue. I just like just thinking like when we think about glass, like just you know, it's just you can't play with that. Like the amount of like the fine little the fine little pieces that can just be embedded into your skin even after you've you know thought you've got them all, they're still there. Oh yeah, big time. I think it was just the very very angry Jewish man said it best in Seinfeld during the Moyle episode. Where he would, honey, you gonna put the glass there? What are you gonna put the glass there? Because the next thing you know, you're, it falls off the table, it shatters everywhere. Next thing you're walking around with bare feet. Six months later, and it's stuck. And Elaine's just looking and going, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, there we go, guys. A bit of useless uh, Seinfeld, ep- uh, 
oh god he's going straight for the eye and I think the episode that you're talking about is I think it's Seinfeld season 3 and it's the parking uh, parking spot episode or parking space which is when George parks the uh, his car outside the hospital and that person jumps off the hospital building landing on his car yep this is now guys that's the guy who had the the complete set when it first headed out of Seinfeld or the DVDs and Did I've you? actually been watching a lot because we actually have it on our Aussie streaming service Stan, but it's awesome yes. on Prime Amazon, which I've been watching a lot too. So, is Kurt Angle wearing wrestling boots or Jordans? Uh, it looks like Jordans, I would say. Just well, they all white, are they? I it, can't see his feet. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, is he going to do the spot? I think he's going to do. Oh my. God, he is. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh man. It. Just, it's the amount of he force. He just did though. a freaking somersault. Oh my effing god. And there wasn't even a lot of prep. It's like, alright, turn around, run up here, I go. I'm coming. Like, I'm coming. Oh, he's got to get. They're showing it again. A freaking somersault. yaka. It was so so fast and so hard. <laughs> oh my god! And then Don West, I love when he was just—he just did a freaking somersault. Oh my god, that's amazing! And that's the thing that uh, Abyss says in that doco on the TNA website was he said he talks about that spot and he goes. I just next thing I know, there's Kurt already halfway in the air, and I'm like, all right, I've got to catch him, like. You know, he said he just got so much air. And they get back up and just start yelling and the fans just going ape. That's so good. What an awesome maneuver. I like how Abyss is... He doesn't use his fist. He actually uses his forearm. He's striking somebody in the head. Very menacing style. Love it. Oh, is he... Is he going for a choke slam? Oh, he's got I've, the and, I, and I've always loved Abyss. Like, you know, he's if you look at his championship reigns, like he had a tag championship reign, a really short reign as world champion, which he won the belt by DQ oh. in a feud against Sting. Yes. Um, I think he was also X Division champion at one point for a short period. Oh, what's going to go happen here? Kurt Angle, run up. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a war, man. Amazing. Yeah. And we got the crowd chanting TNA, TNA. Yeah, because Impact oh. Wrestling was still a number of years away before that move ended up eventually happening, which I think from memory, I think it was 2014, 2015, when they changed their name to TNA, or to change their name to Impact Wrestling. Crazy. Very and then good. they were global Very. force for a little bit, and then there was talks of TNA again, but then they went back to Impact Wrestling. Hey, where'd they go? Where'd they go? Oh, okay, commercial break. <laughs> the, weird was... thing about, the weird thing about the commercial break thing is that that never happened in the live feed. Like, when you were watching the events live, you never got that. So I don't know why on the app it does that, but when I used to watch these shows live on main event down here, we never got that gap. The show would just continue. Oh, there they are. Oh, my God, jeez. 
Jesus Christ. I was actually, when they showed the um, commentary table there, I actually wanted the table to explode and having Don West and Iron and as a big Kurt Angle. That was just me in my head. But Kurt Angle being slammed through that structure there, that was really well done. But, you know, each to their own. Now what? I think weird. I think weird. Yeah. I blame my upbringing. You think of our old hardcore wars that we used to have. Yeah, that was some silly shit we did back then. Nice dropkick from Kurt Angle. Yeah. We, that was some silly stuff. It's, it's not surprised that we don't have an acquired brain injury because of that shit that we... And that's the thing. We were that we were that generation that would actually do that. That would watch, you know, wrestling and go, "Don't try this at home." We are definitely going to try this at home. We're going to jump off a ladder. We're oh, going to yeah. jump off a garage. We're going to suplex with one another through a through a wall and get punished for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Invite our friends over. Go through story. a wall. Put a picture on it. Yeah, and then get busted because a few months later. Good old, oh, jeez, what a clothesline from Abyss. The crowd is loving this. They are very much, no mm. one's sitting down. Everyone's standing. I saw oh. a recent tweet that uh, Kurt put up, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before, saying he was nine years sober, actually, as of yesterday or the day before, which would be why well, he stopped drinking in 2011. Fantastic. Good on yeah. him. Yeah. Which yeah, I think just, he was uh, still in TNA then, so. Well, he... But was that one of the main reasons why he was in TNA is because he was on quite a lot of prescription pills, wasn't it? Or yeah, that yeah. I think he's come out in so yeah, he's come out in interviews and shoots and talked about how you know he worked a pretty hard schedule in TNA, even though he was one of the top guys. He had a lot of pain and injuries that just reoccurred from years and years of very good and very big high spots. and that, yeah, you know, he just, he took things and sometimes you take a little bit more than what you should and then it becomes a little bit more again and then it's an addiction and then everything starts to break down around you and that's where, you know, uh, family decide they, they can't have you around and I think that's where you have to reassess what's yeah. important to me, what do I want and, uh, yeah, you know, just go nine years sober, good on him and all the best for the future. Yeah, big time. He is one of the best wrestlers. When people was, oh my God, he punched the chair. No, he didn't hit him in the face, Don West. Thank you for trying. He just punched the chair. <laughs> and the impact of him punching made Kurt Angle fall down. It didn't crack him in the face. Sorry. Sorry to take the illusion away from wrestling, guys. But all Abyss did was just punch the chair and Kurt Angle fell back. And just talking briefly about the chair, did you see what happened to Matt Hardy on AEW this week? Oh, oh yes. Sammy... Oh. Oh my god, look at that. Oh! Oh! Oh my god! That was crazy. Wah! Got him off for a track slam. Goozle time! Oh my god, he's track slamming like Kane. Yeah, very similar. What? He kicked out. Holy yeah, so, shit. See, so the chair throw to Maddo, which has caused him quite a stir on social media. Yeah, Sammy, uh. I mean, he did put up a photo of the, the shoes he was wearing that were cut 
other than Matt Hardy's blood um, mm. afterward. So, better be careful what's going on there. Well, some are saying it's a work, some are saying it's a shoot, some are saying it was a combination of both. Like, supposedly, Sammy grabbed the wrong chair, which is why the chair that he was meant to throw was yeah. a, a chair that wasn't that chair, and the actual leg yes. hit Matt. But what, Reba yes. Hardy and a range of people are on social media calling it bullshit, and he's going to get in trouble, and, you know, he's going to fucking die, and it's like, Jesus, guys, easy. Yeah, I saw a lot of that one. Like, Reaper's really fired up about that, too, mm. and she's got that fiery Latin spirit about her. But that's her man. Oh, my God. No hands. My God. What a chair shot. I love it. Love it. Oh, I know. Look at that chair. It's just dead because a bit punched it, and it didn't crack Kurt Angle. Oh, my God. Is he going for the... Oh, my God. He did it. Yeah. It's a war, man. He, he's not meant to hit it. All his time in the WWE, he never he was never meant to hit it. He, he always misses it. That was crazy. Good on him. Oh. So, guys, we are at the two hour and four and mark with 35 seconds now. Abyss has caught him. What's it? What is it? Oh, my God. What, what is this? He's finishing move for Abyss. Oh, yeah, here we go. Was he a, a Tombstone pole driver, was it? No, they just did it for this matchup. His finish is a move called the Black Hole Slam, which is a modified version of the Boss Man Slam. That's right. Here he yeah. is going to do... He's going to... Oh, there it is! Yeah, Holy awesome. Holy shit. So much air. <gasps> wow. Love, Love it. And I just want to clarify, guys, it sounds like I'm really into this match, because I am, and I haven't <laughs> been drinking, so I'm doing a lot of that. <gasps> that all that stupid shit, because I'm actually watching this for the first time. So, if we're going back and yeah. I'm drinking, I ain't drinking. I was going to say, you haven't had a hiccup yet, so... I ain't drinking tonight. No way. Haven't had a drink, drink in a nearly... One, two, three... Uh, probably since the last show. <laughs> a TNA show. I was going to say one, two, three, four hours ago. Yeah. No, no, no. Like seriously, uh, when was our TNA show? Uh, that was we June. Did, that we did. So yeah, it's been a very long time. Not one drop of alcohol. I think I embarrassed myself that night. There's Dixie Cardle. Howdy. <laughs> are you there? Who are they? Who are they? They're the Oh my god, he threw him off the stage. Oh my. god God. Yeah, Hector Guerrero's there. He just killed him. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he just... He just... <laughs> he, killed just the, he just fly-faced him. <laughs> the oh. fuck off here. Fuck it. <laughs> What's that? What is he doing? That's bad. Stop laughing at that. That's, that's, oh, shit. Fuck you, Hector. He threw him off the fucking stage. <laughs> what are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> No, Senor Kurt. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. But you even heard the table all clang, like they fell onto chairs or something. Yeah, they fell off. They, they literally fell off the edge there, oh, down Jesus. the stairs. They're still standing. <clears throat> <laughs> my God. That's shit. terrifying. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Oh, no, they're coming over here. Quick move. Oh, my God. What's he doing here? Gorilla press slam. 
He can't throw him off. Oh no. This is crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. That table just imploded. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I didn't see the European uppercut Mike today. I'm just going to assume he pushed him off or he just shoved him and, and submit. Oh, he got it. Yeah, he got him. With a European uppercut, according to Mike today. That was a war. So, so a good... A, a, Good night for the main event mafia. Two for two. That's right, and two left. There we go. And I think that was our wow. uh, longest match on the card. Seventeen minutes, one second. That went for. It didn't even feel like seventeen minutes. Mm. Didn't even feel like it at all. That was amazing. Good on them. Good match. But what do you reckon though? Oh, that match, you know, falls can anywhere. No blood. I don't mind that. It was a lot of crazy shit going on, and it actually is actually it didn't need blood mm. necessarily. It didn't need to have like color in it. It was just happy to see a lot of maneuvers and a lot of guy. It, it wasn't like a crazy lucha libre beat the shit out of you match. It, it actually was just two dudes having a brawl. Very cool. You know, you said earlier about when Kurt did the top rather jump off the rampway. Where do you recall seeing it before? I think you might have sent me a, a, a tweet of it one time when they were talking about this like a year ago or on, on this day in, in history. Kurt Angle looks um, concussed. It looks like he's hurt. Mm. Is he hurt? He does. He does look glazed. Look at this young Joe here. So I've seen a lot, on, um, <clears throat> a lot on social media people talking about, you know, which is the better Joe, this Joe or WWE Joe. Uh, as mm-hmm. a fan that was watching, has watched both. I definitely love Joe mm-hmm. in TNA, you know, to see him rip through the X Division in what, 05, 06, and then, you know, finally enter into the world title picture. And I think it was, uh, what was it? Lockdown 2008, I think he won the TNA title for the first time beating uh, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, went on to kind of bounce in and out of the X Division. And I think mm-hmm. I told you that thing where he used to be managed by Taz uh, later on in 2009, which is so similar to Taz today with Brian Cage. Exactly. They're very much the same. That's cool. And then there was a picture that I saw up on Twitter the other day of Taz with the original ECW. Oh, no, it was um, Samoa Joe with the original ECW title. And people are saying, why does this just fit so well? Like, he just suits that era. Yes, big time. I would imagine if, if, uh, he was born probably 20 years, 20 years ago when he was a lot younger, more, more than that, with his time, and he would have been a guy who would be, he and, uh, Taz would be having wars in the old ECW arena. You just would have, you just get, you think of the matches though, like imagine Samoa Joe, RVD. Samoa Joe, Jerry Lynn, Samoa Joe, Taz, you know, Samoa Joe, you know, Steve Canerio or Just Incredible or Lance Storm. Like, there's so many possibilities because he actually took on Sabu in TNA, one of the original lockdown pay-per-views, when he, when he was champion for, of the X Division. 
to bit a package here of the feud where Sting actually won the TNA title, thanks to Kevin Nash, who actually yes. used the baseball bat and turned on Joe. As I said last episode, that was his mentor originally, and this was all a plan by Nash to finally bring together the main event mafia, which is what we have here tonight. Um, and Joe was like, okay, well, I'm just going to band together with the guys that I helped build this company with, and we're just going to go against these guys. We know what's best for us, and that's us, not the legends, trying to take our spotlight. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting seeing that uh, Samoa Joe does not doesn't look like this dude now. Now he's like a full grown man style, because he's a lot more heavy set now, with he's got a lot more hair. Just and again, when you were saying back the first time I ever experienced a watching of Samoa Joe was his time in NXT yeah uh, this, and one of his hardcore matches that we did in the Oh My God series against the Necro Butcher yeah that was the IWA Mid-South one of their infamous wars they had which was a no disqualification match that featured some pretty barbaric stuff from like what Necro's head nearly imploding on a on, on the ground from like a tiger suplex and teeth oh, and stuff like that and just bad you hear Kevin Asher's song? Come with me. Come with me. Well, it's, <laughs> really? It's a bit yeah. of that with a bit of diesel beat to it. Look at this big, big daddy cool diesel. Kevin Nash. With the grey lock. He's embraced it. Well, to think, like, he actually ended up debuting or returning to WWE as Diesel in the Royal Rumble, like, I think it was two or three years later with the full jet black hair again, so. And I'm still waiting for if they're going to ever do the Hall of Fame this year for the um, for the NWO for uh, SummerSlam. I wonder if they're going to do that. Yeah, they've kind of held back on that, haven't they, about any announcements, like, about any of the Hall of Fame replacements, I think with COVID getting, you know, stronger and stronger across all continents, it's like we just have to just do the best we can with what we got. Let's not plan too big and then not be able to deliver. Um, Yeah. Quick question for you. Yep. I remember seeing it online once. What was the pay-per-view or the match that Samoa Joe came out and did his traditional sort of Samoan um, dance? I think from memory, it might have been... I think he actually did it a few times. I, what's jumping out yeah. for me was one of the Slammiversaries, which is when he debuted, which was when he took on Sanjay Dutt. I think he did it nice. there. But I also think he did it when he was world champion or when he won the world title against Kurt Angle. Wicked. Very cool. Oh, my yeah, God. He had a, it, was, um, it was Polynesian dances. So it was really cool. Yeah, very cool. It was very awesome. Kevin Nash is selling so much for Samoa Joe here. It's, oh my god, that's amazing. Kevin Nash has even laid a, a, a shot on him. Joe and when I, look, when I looked at this um, Kevin Nash costume, it makes me think of when he first debuted in WCW, when he was coming across from the World Wrestling Federation. He used to wear the, the red singlet and red pants just when Hall and Nash were doing the outsider gimmick. And we're going after the tag belt. So it was around the time when Hogan was just joining the team. I think we had a uh, figurine of that, that, didn't we, back in the day? Yeah, definitely. Of that, uh, the Kevin Nash. Oh. It's a pretty yeah. good war, this one. 
I mean, Kevin Nash has even laid it a shot once on Joe. And we were in the two hour, 15 minute mark, people. It's, it's very interesting to watch Nash take, um, take a beating. Because normally he's the guy who likes to get the offense on. Well, you look at the last time we had him on the show, which was what the Slammiversary 06 show against Chris Saban. That was like 95% Kevin Nash with offense. And I was 95% drunk, so I don't remember that. <laughs> what was that match? What was that match up? Again, you talk about that show, bro, and I'm like, mm-hmm, what? Show? No, no, no. I sat in the room and drank by myself all night and played Fortnite because I'm a sad boy. Something really funny the other day, I actually went back, and while I was just sitting there, I'm like, oh, there's the original recording, like our Skype video call of that show. Oh, and I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, if you kind of just, I was skimming through it, and I'm like, you can see you get more glazed. And you, mm-hmm. you're just you're just taking those drinks down, bro. Just bang, down they go, bang, down they go. And I'm like, look at this guy go. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Bad, bad. Don't ever, yeah, podcasting and drinking. Okay. Yeah, don't do it. Hang on, is this a what? The... Yeah, it, it's it's a standard matchup. This isn't no DQ, but the referee has known to be quite. This is I think it's Randy Anderson. I was trying to think of his name. He's quite lenient around things because he's kind of letting them have a fight. But this is interesting. Okay. What uh, Kevin Nash is is doing here? He's removing the the cover. He's going to get. Oh. He does oh, struggle a bit, but he's getting there. <clears throat> the referee there, what's he going to do? Is he Kevin? He's going to tell Kevin Nash to stop. Is he really going to stop? Are you going to listen to that tiny, teeny tiny referee? I definitely would. It's Rudy Charles. I would respect that. Yep. Hell no. Oh my god, he nearly took his head off. No, no, no. You got two giants, and you're a miniature small man. You just let these guys beat each other in, in hope you don't get touched. That just sounds so weird. <laughs> I know. I know. When it came out of my face, I went, oh dear. Yeah, I'll keep that to myself. In hope I don't get touched. And uh, talking about touching, is there a certain music video that you said, said to me earlier that you wanted to have a talk about, Al? Yeah. It's very interesting, guys. Uh, I was speaking to a good friend of the show today with uh, Julian, and Cardi B dropped a new song about couple of days ago and um uh, I, <laughs> I I sent it to you and I said we had to talk about this so um it's it's interesting I must say yeah it's called if uh, actually this is what I wrote to you if you haven't watched the WAP by Cardi B yet that's WAP by Cardi B yet look up on YouTube and thank me later I said we need to speak to, we need to speak on this on the show and um, yeah it's an interesting video especially for something on uh, on the YouTubes I would imagine there is a uh, an XVIDS video a version of it or Pornhub video a version of it because uh, good gravy a lot of rum shaking in that song. Well, what I did, as I do when I, you know, want to do some, you know, investigating, I went downstairs to my cave that I have, and uh, I put up I my projector. 
locked the door, put the projector on, got my glasses on, got a glass of whiskey, you know, sat down with a notepad and a pen and thought, I'll hit play and I'll start taking some notes. And uh, what I will say, it's a very good uh, video, um, provided some fantastic uh, dance moves. And I uh, have uh, since favourites. I just want to interrupt that right up, straight up. Going downstairs to your man cave, putting it on the projector with a glass of brandy, Sounds like very much of the high elite type of style people who like to do swinging <laughs> swingers. You sound like one of those guys who actually organises a swingers night. Everyone arrives, puts all their keys in a bowl, and they all put on. And then you put, I'll put a bit of Cardi B on, and then I'll sit back and watch the mm action. Commercial break. I just sit there with my glass and I'm just going to, you know, just just pick it up and spin, it, spin, it, so spin it so the ice goes around, yeah? Shh, I don't <clears> want to talk about this. I want to watch this match. Stop talking about it. I don't want to visualize you being a pervert. <laughs> I look through the curtain. Fuck it. Fucking just... <laughs> shut up. All right. I'll move. Oh, okay, all right, Al. Come on, this is a broker. Just... It's episode 69. Come on. Yeah, we're trying to clean it up here, guys. This is coming from the guys that say, Hey, Al, can you just slow down on some of the content you're speaking on? Mm, it's hurting my feelings and also my vagina, so please don't. Well, with that said, I probably shouldn't have said it's episode 69. Come on, Al. I shouldn't have said that, so, yeah. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> Kevin, taking blows in the face by uh, <clears throat> by uh, Samoa Joe. Taking He's blows? All right, he's got the steel chair. Moving on. I'm not. I'm choosing to ignore you. I'm glad we're not doing this on a uh, a Skype. We're doing a Skype call tonight, guys, but it's only a call. Ref, that's it. Ref, <laughs> come on, Rudy. Rudy, it's weird. Rudy I don't know chill. what Rudy's doing. Uh, again, like he, like he saw little, that he's clearly. Man. He saw that as clear as day. But tomorrow's Joe's got a hard head, so it wouldn't have done much anyway. Rule books? Forget about it. But I'm still doing the count out, though. You're still going to count out Nash, even though he used the chair. This is the second match, second last match of the night. Throw that shit out. We just had a hardcore match before between a full count anywhere. But let's use the still chair again. Here we go. One, two. I didn't just realise that then. Yeah, he did use a chair, right? And the ref didn't DQ him, but would still provide a countout. So the match is no DQ, but countouts occur. Right. Yeah, it's called bullshit. <laughs> Look, the match is amazing. These guys are doing really well, but it's just um, some shit that's... Oh, my God, he's dropping the straps. Yeah. A good friend of mine in high school had a real, real thing for Kevin Nash. Uh, shout out to you, Kelly. I hope you're well. And uh, she used to love when he used to drop the straps. She said it would move. I was it? Will it? Yep, it would move. So that's fantastic. Jackknife powerbomb. I was going to say something there, but I won't say. Go, no, don't mind because it's episode 69. Go ahead, sicko bastard. No, I was just going to say how Kevin Nash moved his head to one side before the powerbomb. That's how I wake up in the morning. I did exactly the same thing when I wake up. So. Yeah, moving on. Kevin Nash attempting to throw... Um, oh, he actually did. What the hell is this referee doing? 
<laughs> Jesus effing Christ. You can't do that. You can't do that. But they're still chair in the face. You can do that. You can do that. Yeah, Rudy, I don't know what you're doing, mate. Oh, we got <laughs> colour. We got some blood. And from memory, I think that's the first blood tonight, actually, out of all the matches we've had. Yeah, actually, there is. Yeah. Well, this is very much a blood feud, isn't it? Because this is... Uh, Kevin Nash is responsible for Samoa Joe losing the championship, so you very much would have these guys beat the shit out of each other. And number two... Are you a jackknife powerbomb or last ride man, Al? Um, the jackknife powerbomb is quite terrifying because he just lets them go. If you go back and um, watch what Diesel did to Mr. Bob Backlund back in the day, he just dropped him like a ton of bricks. Mm. At least with the, um, the last ride, you're being protected because he holds you up and then slams you down. Either way, both moves are devastating. Oh my god, what's he going for here? What's this? Like a coup. What, what oh, the submission attempt. <clears throat> it's a modified armbar. Okay, and Rudy Charles took a took a, an elbow to the face? Yeah. Or did he fall over and pump his head on a steel chair on the way he, down? He hit, he hit the corner, so. <laughs> hit the corner, then the steel chair. And decide not to disqualify himself because of it. <laughs> Stupid little shit. Oh, Rudy. Oh! Ryan the Franks and Beans. Well, I don't think he's actually there anymore, Rudy Charles. I think he's fully finished up with uh, TNA. Probably work. He kind of low blowed him. He low blowed and grabbed him a little bit, too, I reckon. Yeah. He did the squirrel grip. What's he doing here? What's this? What, what's this? The, the squirrel grip. What? What? Yeah. The f- what the fuck? What type of... What type... No. What type of pin was that, Tom? Uh, I would say that's a technical cover, I would say. It's called uh, uh, Broadcast Episode 69. That's what it's called. (laughs) Yeah. Where he... When you like to lift the legs up and put legs on the ropes. Booker T did the same thing two matches ago. And the thing that... <clears throat> only thing I'm confused about here is that when Joe put on the armbar, he was quite conscious when he did it. But mm. when Kevin Ash did the low blow, Joe's now unconscious. But the low blow didn't knock him out. You know, he didn't. Well, the ferocity of Kevin Ash's forearm when it goes up near your testicles hurts and actually knocks you the fuck out. So that's what happened. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm no doctor, but that's what I would imagine would happen if you're in a, a real-life fight and you get a shot to nuts from behind. Um, you're out. That's it. Ding, 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 ding. Call for the bell. So that's three and oath for main event mafia and both wins happening by the same corner ring rope getting the wind. Mm, interesting. Kevin Nash looks like he's had the shit kicked out of him. He's he definitely selling the elbow. Look, yeah. Yeah. He's breathing hard too. Jeremy Bordash and the Stinger. This is actually a good matchup. Like this probably isn't as I would say, you know, 
much of a fight. It's a proper wrestling match between AJ and Sting, where like all the other matches kind of had that real menace to it around, you know, Joe trying to, or, you know, Nash busting up Joe, Kurt and Abyss having their war. This is more of a respect matchup. You know, AJ Styles, Sting feels disrespected by him. Same thing from Styles, you know, two of the very best, you know, facing up for the world championship. And you can kind of see that Sting's not really into the same games that the main event mafia are. All he wants is respect in the locker room. But Sting is the bank guy here, isn't he? Yeah, but it's a different version. It's like he's not, you know, he's not on the mic screaming heelish things like a Kurt Anglewood or a Scott Steiner yes. or a Kevin Nash or a Booker T. He's like the lone guy in the back, but he's technically still announced as the leader of the group because when the group did end up feuding, it was it was mainly a power struggle between Kurt and Sting, which would go into 2009. Oh. As we were speaking, as it, the, the formation of the group is known as the Main Event Mafia, he is very much that Don Corleone from The Godfather, very softly spoken, rather not raise your voice, but rather sit back and let the pieces fall and then put them together and then use each piece to his advantage. And when it's time to do it, very silently take on and take out what he can. Mm. It was a good team. Like it, it didn't go for a long time. It, it, they did have a really big run, where I think it was Victory Road 2009, which took place. I think it was July of 2009. <clears throat> Every single member of the main event Mafia won a championship that night. They had all the gold. By the end okay. of the night, they had the tag belts, they had the Legends Championship, and the TNA World Title. So at the end of the night is them all standing together with all the belts. I'm just uh, noticing everything with these packages tonight. A lot of people out in the rain. What's going on? <laughs> and it's reverse rain if you look at it carefully. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, yes, things there is reverse rain. rain. Yeah. Is that like a omen or something? Is it just like the? Um... Was that Curry Man? That was Curry Man. <laughs> yes, it was. Yep, Christopher Daniels was in this uh, package right here for AJ Styles, but you can't really tell him because he was the curry man. Oof. And I think, guys, Stop. like, looking at our schedule, I don't think we have a lot of TNA planned for the remainder of uh, 2020. Who knows? We might come up with something, you know, towards the end of the year, but I think this was the one show that I really wanted to cover, uh, you know, just to show Alan the main event mafia and for people who we're watching TNA back in 08. You can reminisce and actually watch it. And do a piss. That too. <laughs> reminisce, do a piss, haven't sat down in a while. And having to think, Alan, how many Sting episodes has he been in of our show? He is very much like... Uh, Sting is very much like Kane in our episodes, or maybe even The Undertaker, even Mankind. We've had... Sting has been on quite a lot of our shows... Sting has actually been on our TNA shows, our NWA shows, our WCW shows, and our WWE shows. All of them. Yeah, I was about to say, one of my favourite matches with Sting's Sting for the night was when he and Robocop teamed up to scare off the... uh, And I I wanted more of Robocop, but he only came out once. And then um, he and Triple H where we had to record that one twice and 
uh, you and I were just, it does not make sense. Does it make sense? Why is, why is he getting the, why is Triple H getting the hero's welcome when he's coming out with the Terminators and Sting's coming out with the Kabukis? You know, it just did not make sense. Yeah, I have to agree. It was one of the most confusing things I've seen to have Sting come out in the day. And it's like, you've never had Kabuki drums before, and you're coming out in the day. Right. And then about an hour later, Triple H comes out in a suit and tie alongside um, Stephanie, and they have their little altercation with Ronda Rousey and The Rock. No need for it. Mm. It's bullshit. I always thought yeah. they should have saved that for a Raw. Like, they should have done that the day after. Like, you know, Ronda's a special guest there. You know, that crazy Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania and, like, done that promo. Because I think all up, that's about 19 minutes, that whole thing of, like, Steph and Hunter talking and then The Rock talking and then Ronda getting in. There's a lot going on in that one promo. Yeah. yeah. There's a few things that night that shouldn't have happened and that's why we... He, we complained about in 2015 is no longer happening for the broadcast. <laughs> We're very upset of what's going on with it. I actually went back and listened to that actual show where um, we did Thunder, WCW Thunder. And man, I sound like a little bitch. Oh man, I just wanted to go back and slap myself in the tits because I was sort of like, dude, get over it. I just I lost just... you for a second there, bro. Did you, did you want to repeat what you just said? I just lost you for a second. Okay, I was just saying, going back to listening to myself suck on that episode. And, uh, I just wanted to go back in time, back in time, and slap myself in the tits, and just say, "Get over it, boy." So yeah, who knows? We might, you know, there's some. There is 2015 did offer some really good shows. Um, no, I just didn't. think no, you know, back didn't. in April, uh, you don't think so? No, no, man. I'm looking back I, I go back and listen to Arn Anderson's show and he, he's very much like I don't know why they did it Carney I have no idea it just it did not make sense it did not make sense at all yeah I would only say probably the classic I would want to watch was the um, what take of Brock Lesnar they had a Hell in the Cell matchup I think in September or October of that year Everything else was a bit weird. I still find that's the one when what Seth Rollins took on Brock and Taker came out and cost him the matchup, Night of Champions. Yeah, and it ended with just it ended with in a bull, bullshit way with mm. going everyone going. So is the match over? Is Seth still champion? All right, good night, everybody. Undertaker's here. Bye. Good night. Thank you for all your money, and we're, you can go now. There's the exit. Yeah, we're there. We go. Did he just throw the bat down? I think he did, yeah. Okay. What do you reckon so of the... Uh, what do you think of the TNA World Championship belt that Sting's got out? It's big. It's big, but again, every time I see Sting with the championship, it's the big gold. Mm. And that's the Sting I know. That's the Sting I sort of semi-grew up watching and seeing opposite the WWF growing up well from the last show that we did you know our uh, Slammiversary 2006 that year's main event was actually for the NWA <clears throat> World Heavyweight Championship and this time it's for the TNA Championship because it was in 2007 I think it was like just before a TNA pay-per-view 
the NWA committee actually stripped the champions of NWA of their belts, which was Christian Cage and Team 3D. Uh, the NWA wanted Team 3D and Christian to actually start travelling the territories and start Just doing like defences, and they said, no, we're not doing that. TNA said no. So they said, mm-hmm. okay, well, we don't recognise them as our champions anymore, so we want yeah. our belts back. So they were allowed to use them that night for that pay-per-view. So what they did in the, in the storyline, they made it that match which was Sting, Kurt Angle, and Christian, and it had a, an actual tie ending where there was a, a pinfall while the ankle lock was happening. So oh, when yeah. Christian tapped out, there was a double submission, which means, hey, who's the champions? Which means it gave them another number of weeks to kind of get a new belt design before okay. they finally crowned a new champion, which is what Kurt Angle won at a King of the Mountain matchup. And that's the belt that Sting has here. <clears throat> okay. Um, question. Why couldn't they get, say, Michael Buffer to come and do this tonight? Instead, they got Jeremy Bordash. Why aren't they using Jeremy Bordash, though? Why aren't they using David Penzer, though? Yeah, good question. Why? What the? Because wasn't he he just backstage with Sting? Yeah. They were hanging out, eating sushi, talking about life. (laughs) And people are cheering for Sting. Yeah, why did they not use David Penzer? Maybe they think, you know, Jeremy can sell it better, but... No, I would have got, like, you get, like, Bruce Buffer or Michael Buffer, one of the guys, one of the Buffers. Yeah, they What's they the... wouldn't they wouldn't have money there after that. Come on, it's Tina. Oh, come on, and it's Tina. No, no, they would have. Jerry would have like. We'll, we'll just put it out everyone's salary for next for the next three months to to pay. What was Earl Hem doing there? He was like doing a swing in the arms. It looked like he was doing a Fortnite dance for God's sake. It's what like he was. Do? He didn't. He was trying to say to them, you know, keep it, you know, keep it, you know, technical, keep it ring. real. But it's like he wasn't. His mouth wasn't moving. So, yeah. Every time he moves his arm, he's talking into his sleeve. He's. I've watched. I've been watching Earl Hebner for such a long time, and every time he puts his arm up to like, yes, I'm, I'm wiping my brow. No, you're not. You're talking. You're a liar. Yeah, you're an effing liar. He did that in our Survivor Story show. Remember the Illumination Chamber with um, HBK and Triple H, the last two? He did that. He kept leaning in, or he would lean to the side, cover his mouth up and speak to him. Take it home. Take it home. Yeah, just, you know, let's go, let's go. you got five minutes, you got five minutes, and then we're going to go. We're going to end. We're going to end. All right, guys. So we are at the... Two hour and thirty seven mark right here and now. We got seventeen minutes left of this awesome show, I must say. It's been really well done. Even last week's episode was well done too. Yeah, hey, I've enjoyed, you, what, what's your view of the two part? Do you like doing a two part split? I do like doing a, a two part slip uh, slip. Um Whoa. Yeah. Hello? There's a mess there. Yeah, I know. It's a <laughs> bit like you're right there, yeah, right, yeah. Have a stroke. You're right. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, this is crazy on episode sixty-nine. Sixty-nine ain't I fine? Did you reckon that when we uh, we're going to hit sixty-nine, we'll be doing TNA? Fuck no. Excuse my French. <laughs> Honestly, uh... I'm trying to think if we were going to do something like that, it would have been sort of like a very sexually charged. Uh, episode of some type of wrestling show, some bullshit like that. Like we go back in time and we just 
watch a whole bunch of women's wrestling or we just watch a lot of dirty stuff from Joey Ryan or you know stuff like yeah. or, or a bit of effy, bit of effiness back in the day but no we're watching four great match and the main event is Sting takes on AJ Styles for the championship yeah, did you see that rumor, recent rumor about AJ Styles that the uh, the Good Brothers, we have Tal Anderson and Luke Gallows, actually want to bring AJ back to TNA for Impact Wrestling? Yeah, well, he, again, he's uh, there's a reason why he left uh, Raw because of Paul Heyman, mm. and because AJ believes that the world is flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. A fully grown man. Who's nearly? I would imagine he, in his forties, likes to think that the actual planet that we is flat. <laughs> I'm not debating this with you. No, no. I, 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 you're not. I, I, do you actually believe that? Or are you listening to more of your conspiracy <laughs> dog shit theories? Are you? I need to stop doing conspiracy theories, man. You need to start, stop smoking the chamber before you watch them. <laughs> in my man cave with my with my um, brandy. Yeah, <laughs> watching it on a projector like a like a goddamn pervert. Maybe I'm having sex with aliens. Oh, shut up! We always knew uh, that was gonna happen, guys. Hey guys, this is Alan from the broadcast. We can't do the show anymore because Tom disappeared. We believe he was abducted by aliens, and he went up there as a um, as a he found a sexual partner up there, and now he's never comes back seven years later, whole different man. Got got rid of the man bun. Got rid of the beard. L, my eyes have been open. I saw the world from from up in the sky, and you're not going to believe it. What Tom? What is it? It's flat. <laughs> AJ Styles is right all along. Oh man. So back in 2020 it is now 2028. AJ Styles was right. The world is flat. Well, I actually have a conversation with my son the other day when we were away oh, in Lake's entrance, guys, and we were looking out at the ocean. <clears throat> I said to my son, what do you think happens said, when... Hey, pass that blunt first, son. <laughs> I said, what do you think Roll happens fatty, when... You... With daddy. If you took a boat and went out there, do you reckon you'll fall off? And he goes... He said that. This is to my little boy. And I said to him, do you reckon if you uh, went out into the ocean, you would actually fall down at the end of it, or do you think there's a circle? And he goes, he looks at me and goes, fall, fall where? And I go, hey, you know, like where the, when you're on the boat, because you know how it looks all looks like a straight line when you look out at the sea? Do you reckon you would fall off? He goes, no, it's like a ball, Dad. It's a circle. And I'm like, yeah, I just, well, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, your, your son, your son, your youngest son is more intelligent than you are, dumb shit. I love that you look, where's the boat? No, no, I'm just talking about, no, Dad, where, is there a boat? <laughs> what type of boat is it? I love that shit. That, that makes me laugh so he much. Just, he time. looked at me so confused. He's like, no, no boat. It, it just, it's a ball, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well I watched a video, son, and the man yeah, but said. Uncle, but Uncle AJ Styles, yeah, that's why I like to, I like to give his full name, AJ Styles, <laughs> said the world is is flat. So if we get in a boat, you know, your choice, maybe a canoe, and we'll go canoeing. And if we fall off the world, do we go into space? What happens? Dad, I, 
I, I think you need to get some help. I need you, you to stop, go to rehab, stop taking drugs, get off YouTube, go to bed in a reasonable hour. That would be great. Jeez, Jack, you talk a lot. Of, you talk a lot of truth. You do, son. I think I might change my ways. Just don't do your uncle. Either. What? Grab my hair, snip, snip, take the bun off, shave the beard off. Throw it, throw it in the ocean, see if it floats away. Yep, see if it falls goes off. over the earth. <laughs> I told you, son. I told you. I told you. Get in the water, start swimming back after it. I need to put it back on. I need to put it on. I did actually, uh, my other son, my oldest one, actually said to me the other day, what's the plan with the bun? Like, is it going to go? Or... And I'm like, what? Excuse me, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to have this at your wedding. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> you just stand in the background? or? <laughs> I know I'm going to be up there doing speeches about Flat Earth. G'day, guys. Uh, my Please. name is Thomas. Thanks for coming to my son's wedding. Uh, it's about the Earth. Okay, who hands up for Flat? Hands up for round. If you put your hand up for round, if you could just leave, um, I'd really rather you not be here on my son's special day, all right? Oh, you're ruining it. You're ruining <laughs> Isn't that right, son? Take it off. Get off. Grit, his, grit his teeth. Get the hell out of here. We have this We, are lo- we have this lovely wedding cake that's made out of man bun. Enjoy. <laughs> as you can see, it's flat as well. and uh, It's also flat, and that's where all the world is. Oh, Jesus. Guys, we, I'd like to apologise... Um, this is a really good match, and we are talking absolute bullshit over it. Yeah, we've just clocked midnight, so. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's good, st- it's good stuff there, mate. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. AJ Styles, flat earther. Well, do you can I give some? Oh, go on then. Go on now. Say Sorry. it. If there's any people out there who uh, find offence to this of us making fun of you if you believe you're a flat earther. I'm subscribe and uh, suck a dick and get over it. A, you, a suck a flat a suck a flat dick. That'll be all right. If you'd also like to continue to subscribe to us, guys, that'll be much appreciated, and a review would be great on iTunes. Thank you. Yes. I can't believe I just listened to the most recent episode of the broadcast, episode sixty nine, and they just spoke about the flat Earth theory for about fifteen minutes. It was absolutely disgusting, and I called the cancel. <laughs> oh god. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna so, get in trouble now. Gonna, you know what? Bring it on. Jesus. And you can check out Alan Alan Ross eighty four on Twitter. Yep, TBK follow me. I'll happily have a discussion. My DMs are always let's have a discussion, baby. Excuse oh, me. Man. I can't believe what you just said in that episode. You know that Flat Earth is right, right? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, sure. Oh, so you agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no problem. No problem, mate. No problem. You know you're a crazy asshole, right? That's it. I'm blocking you. I actually realised we actually were blocked by someone the other day, so... What? Yeah, it's crazy. No, well, I was, watching a, I was watching a fight documentary the other day, and it had a fella that was interviewing CM Punk at StarCast 3. And the yeah. actual guy that was running the interview, he has one of like, you know, the Wrestling Observer style newsletter things, like one of those guys that does the, you know, the, uh, the, the sheets and stuff like that. And yeah. I went on to search for him. I thought, oh, this guy's pretty, you know, pretty knowledgeable when he's stuff with Punk. I might check him out on Twitter and follow him. Found him, clicked in, and it says, you've been blocked on the broadcast account. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't know, I, 
well, you can't actually find out who's blocked you unless you actually go and look for it. And I just, you know, just went to see find this fella out. And I'm being, we're being blocked by him. I don't know what we did. Maybe he was looking at some of the stuff I might have put up because I put up a lot of stuff that it's um, it's not very PC and not many people enjoy hearing what I have to say on Twitter sometimes, especially what's going on in the world today and the certain leaders at, of the of the free world are saying and doing shit. So. Maybe. Maybe it was my fault. Don't know. You also don't know when a block happened. So, you know, I don't know if it was last year, two years ago, or whatever day I looked at it. But I'm like, oh, okay, that's our first block. Yay. So AJ just hit the phenomenal elbow and Sting kicked out. Yeah, well, well, this wasn't his finisher at this time period. So AJ had two finishes, the Styles Clash, and when he would pull this out of big matches, it was the Spinal Tap. Which was the corkscrew? Um, what would you almost oh, say? Yeah. It wasn't a moonsault, but it was yeah, like yeah. a corkscrew bomb that he would do from the top rope. It was more like a senton, wasn't it? Yeah. Old Scorpion Deflock. <clears throat> Kicked out of that. Missed the Stinger Splash. Reverse DDT. Scorpion Deflock. A drop. Drop. It looks so weird seeing AJ without that big massive um, tattoo on his chest that he has now with yes. his son's names on there. That's right. Flat Earth 1 and Flat Earth 2. Shut up. My boys. Oh, no, Alan. No. No, what? Do you want me to stop talking about it? Is it, offend- is it offending you? No. I'm just well, going to go and jump on YouTube videos now. Yeah? I was going to ask, who's your boy that you like watching? Dr. Dr. What? Dr. Stephen Greer. This is on the... When we lose my phone. It's on my app. It's the Guy app. G-A-I. G-A-I-A.com. <clears throat> Fantastic. Oh my god. Uh... Oh, jeez. See that main event mafia t shirt? It's M E M. I should make that with like TBK. You should, totally. Mm. Totally, you should do that. Oh, here we go. Stinger Splash again. He's going to go for it. Oh, wait, he hits it. Oh, he folded him up. Jeez. It's been a good matchup. It's a very good technical matchup between the two. Not about weapons and belts and, you know, everything like that. It's a good technical matchup. Yeah, I was going to say, there's been no steel chairs or touching of the uh, of the ring equipment or anything like that. No one was going through a table. No one's no one pushing, pushing the Mexican uh, commentators off a stage. <laughs> Ole! I think I've realised why my internet was playing up too well. Because I've had no tech issues, and I reckon it's when I try and do video when we're on Skype. Well, it's good because I'm not. <clears throat> that's good because we don't need to see each other. We can just do a, make it a video call from now on. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That was one nasty-looking. Yep. Power bomb inside <laughs> that. It's like that tag team match. I don't know what they were doing with the Motor City machine guns and beer money, but they when they hit that. Power bomb, suplex maneuver, somersault bullshit. I don't know what that was all about. There was that gift too of when Booker T, did, I think, did that to um, Canyon. He nearly broke his neck when he was Mortis in um, WCW. Uh, um, St- was it Booker it T? Yeah. No, it was Stevie Ray. Oh, Stevie, was it? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah that was a. And that was the corkscrew moonsault, wasn't it, there? Yeah, called the Spinal Tap, was the name. Spinal or sp- tap, no, yep. Spiral Tap, I mean. Yes. 
which was one of his that. classic finishes when he first started in TNA when he went on to win you know the X Division Championship and tag belts and then until yes. he it was almost like the Styles Clash was the setup move. Oh and yeah, then what's the going on here? Was the finish? <clears throat> Are we gonna have a bullshit ending? No, of course not, Al. Uh, far out. Here we go. Oh, Pele. Oh, he missed the Pele kick. Oh my God, booyaka, booyaka. One. What? Wow. Straight flush. Hmm. That's it. That's right. And again, there was like, I like the counter though. Like it was a good counter. It wasn't using the tights. Didn't use the rope. He just outpinned him. Good clean. He, he wrestled him. He yeah. actually wrestled him. Take that flat earther. Alan. Yes. Don't be mean to, don't be mean to Paulie. Don't you be mean to him. I'm not being mean. I, I'm actually agreeing with Paulie. No, no, I'm saying you're saying to AJ that's because you're mean to Paulie, so you shouldn't have been mean to him. You'll be right. Walk it off. And it's got Steiner still in the suit. Yep. He didn't even wrestle tonight. So, yeah, good main event. You know, good that Kurt's still selling the injuries from earlier. Steiner in a suit. What do you reckon on that? Scary. <laughs> oh, AJ just like what? The Earth is round. <sighs> My whole life's a lie. <laughs> Can't wait Alan. to tell Wendy. Oh, oh bro. Man, man. Yes, bro. What's going on? You're you so okay? mean. You're so mean to AJ tonight. Does it sound like I give a shit? Not really. <laughs> No, zero Fs, guys, zero Fs. Alan, Alan Ross, 84, TBK. My DMs are open, baby. Hello. Hello, hello there. You're very mean to the Asia stars. No, it's hello. And then again in capitals, hello. Show me your penis. Yeah. It just says it. <laughs> hello, you show me your penis. Yeah, uh, jump, go into my OnlyFans and you'll see it. Oh, man. And Hello. then they re- Hello. They're, they're recapping what all the main event mafia wins now. Yeah, so they, yeah, it's like we're they're replaying the main card now. Yeah, they are, and that's actually quite good for us because this is these are the matches we gave you tonight, guys. And we really do hope you enjoy this this uh this show tonight, guys. We finally got it out of the way, and uh, shout out to you, Thomas, for doing what you do best. And this organizing this shit and getting it done. I know it can be hard sometimes, but share that to you. That's all right, bro. Well, guys, this is the we're only going to do the two episodes for August. We will be catching up at the end of the month to have a bit of a discussion around some other things that we will be doing. And to think, bro, next month is seventy. How crazy is that? Yep, yep. It's it's the Asia. Oh, here we go. Let me get them legs up, baby. Get them legs up for you. One. <laughs> <laughs> Two and three. Yeah. Shit referee. Now one. It's Rudy Charles. Leave him alone. Yeah, Rudy Charles. Shit referee. Hashtag shit ref. Oh, jeez. <laughs> AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Look at the power bomb. But just oh, get this right, though. Next month, which was actually Final Resolution, which was their December show, the main event was yes. an eight-man tag team matchup for the TNA World Title, so... Uh, what? Yeah. Eight-man tag team match for 
a heavyweight championship. You are correct, sir. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, Booker T, Kevin Nash, Steiner, and the champion Sting taking on the TNA Frontline, which was AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Brother Devon, and Brother Ray, Team 3D, where the person who got the pin would win the world title. So who got the pin? Uh, Sting got the pin from memory. Let me look at my notes. I think he pinned... might have been AJ, I believe. It might have been Joe. Okay. There and that go. was their event from, uh, yeah, from last month. So, And that's it, guys. We're at the tail end of what has been a great episode. And any uh, final comments, Al, before we do a shout-out to another great podcast? Uh, good show, guys. Like I said before, um, thank you for everyone who took their time out to download this show. And shout-out to you again, sir. And you know what the fun thing is about this, guys? I have no idea what the, uh, the poster art is going to be on this upcoming show. So I'm looking forward to seeing what... Uh, Thomas is going to do. Ooh, here we go. Something with a planet Earth that's flat. With a planet Earth flat with a brandy, so. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, here's a great podcast that we think you guys should definitely check out. Need a podcast that prepares you for the end of the world? Apocalypse Now is the one for you. Hi, I'm Joanna Van Thine, actor, comedian, and filmmaker. Apocalypse Now is a podcast that asks if we are living at the beginning of the end. Join me every week as I talk with interesting people and decide if we're all doomed. <laughs> Listen wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Brought to you by WannaRub. All right, guys, we are back, and we're at the tail end of our show this month, episode number 69. I want to give a shout-out to some really great sponsors of ours. I was meant to do it throughout the show, but I'll drop them now. The first one is Rogue Energy, guys. You can check out Rogue Energy at rogueenergy.com. Using your promo code 2702 gets you 10% off all their products. So they specialize in uh, premium energy and focus supplements designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. We've also got Luxie.com. Uh, use the promo code BRO247 to get you 15% off. They focus on grips that go into your ollie sticks of your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. Also, TriumphChairs.com. Use your promotional code BRO247. Get 10% off. They focus in gaming chairs that build on confidence and performance. Uh, clinchgaming.com, use the promo code BRO247 to get 5% off, and Clinch Gaming focus on actually custom-making game controllers for PlayStation, Xbox One, and many diff- other different consoles. And also, last one is player, uh, playeronecoffee.com. Use the promo code BRO247 to get 5% off. Uh, Player One Coffee actually develop coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creatives, developers, and just about anyone who enjoys a great cup of coffee. And Al, this is it. End of this episode. Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone enjoys. We will see you uh, in a couple of, hopefully in a month's time. We'll see how we go. We hope, again, this show is a, to serve as a distraction during this difficult time around the world with COVID. Uh, be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Wear your mask i can never i will say that i can never do it just wear a mask it's very simple just put it on 
You can check us out on Twitter at The Brocast, all one word, B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Also on Instagram, all one word, The Brocast Podcast. You can download all episodes on CastBox, Highcast, Apple iTunes, Podbean, and a range of different podcast providers. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. The Earth is flat. like professional wrestling, movies, sports, pop culture? Do you want to hear three wacky guys talk about any and all combinations of any of these things? Well, View From The Top Rope is the podcast for you. Releasing weekly on Thursdays, Diesel, JR, and myself, Chad, answer any and all questions from our amazing high flyers. Listen to View From The Top Rope only on the Visionaries Wrestling Network across iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and multiple others. View from the top rope, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast.